0: Okay, hello and welcome everybody to another episode of the Team Next Level Quad Pod. I'm Coach Greg and uh, I'm joined by Yvonne.
1: Hello again.
0: Along with Rich and James. Marilyn couldn't be here tonight. So, gentlemen, how's it going? Hey there. Stupendous. Stupendous. Phenomenal.
1: <laughs> I'm doing well also. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, you answered when I introduced you. Um, so, thanks for joining us, Yvonne. Thanks um, for having me.
2: Nice sweatshirt.
1: Oh, well, thank you.
0: Yeah, so last week's episode, we uh, we talked about our experience at North Carolina. How'd you do?
1: I did uh, pretty well. I was a little nervous for it being my my first time back after my first time ever <laughs> um some would call that your second time <laughs> no rich
2: has had multiple firsts that's true i was gonna that's say that's something i would say <laughs> I said most, is, most people would call that their second
1: it's a lot like having that that one year off was like you know am i gonna like it you know am i gonna do okay am i gonna pick up where i left off because i really didn't um you know keep with any consistency, uh, in 2022. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I was happy. I was happy with how everything worked out. So
0: what was your favorite, um, point of the weekend or the race? In general? I mean,
1: I, I personally, I just enjoy the entire experience. The mm-hmm. race is just kind of something that's fit into it. that justifies me going down somewhere with a bunch of my friends for the weekend. Um, but the, the whole trip was just a lot of fun. Um, it was great to see how much everyone has grown as, as athletes and, um, everyone did really well. And and I just felt like it was, uh, great to be a part of again. So I was happy to be back.
0: Yeah, it was great to have you there.
2: Which segment of the race though, did you enjoy the most?
1: I think I enjoyed the run the most. Um, it, it was like a nice little i didn't enjoy running but i enjoyed the run (laughs) as far as like their route and there was a lot of people um especially when you got to that downtown area and um you know it it was i I had always thought you know everyone's like oh flat race flat race and i actually don't love the flat races just because you're just constantly flat (laughs) it's just it's a lot of pounding and, um, so having like a little bit of, uh, elevation and change of scenery, it, I, I thought it was a really nice race. Undulation. Undulations.
2: Did you notice the lake?
1: Um, yeah, I think I did. Um, I what noticed. Do you mean,
0: did you notice it? Did you not notice I it? I didn't
2: notice it at all. I don't think I looked. <laughs> we talked
3: about this. I don't even know where it was. Yeah. I know I there don't was think one. him and Marilyn noticed the lake. No. I saw it a little bit.
1: It was by know. like the park, right?
3: hmm Yeah. He wouldn't know. He didn't see it. I didn't even see the oh, park. Okay. That's the cool.
1: part we like ran through like a good amount.
0: The entirety of the back half of the course.
1: <laughs> there I was, was a lake like, to your right. Where were you? I was
2: just like, I got to catch it to Marilyn.
1: Oh, yeah. No. Is it? Actually, like there was a couple of times where I was like, well, I need to take this in. Like, mm-hmm. let me just like look at my surroundings and, and see where I'm at. So, um, yeah. Cool.
3: But it did seem like good it job. was very scenic.
1: Yeah. It was. It was
3: nice.
1: Yeah. I can't wait to hear. How oh, your? How was the drive down and back? <laughs> it was very fun. The drive back, I think we lost a lot of steam. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, um, by the drive it back, was, we were yeah,
2: just went out too strong.
1: I think just you know there was there were more um, pockets of haha this is <sighs> funny and and just more quiet time. I think I fell sleep. Self reflection for...
3: was there. Self reflection?
1: No, I think there was just pure just exhaustion. 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 <laughs> I think yeah. we, I think our
3: we were very consistent.
2: Yeah just consistent
3: well because you way. guys were lame there was <laughs> a... <laughs> I, I understand now why you say the bully part no, yeah. get it. <laughs> <See>? <laughs> i get it mm-hmm. i see where it's coming from
1: yeah i don't think so rich was trying to get his way into our car so <laughs> there was definitely something to be said about yeah car sure. Marilyn. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. car Marilyn. <laughs>
0: yeah
1: <laughs> not car koichi <laughs> yeah
0: but we love you koichi mm-hmm. um all right, so for tonight it is um, what are we November second tonight. Uh, everybody's deep well into the off season, and this is the time to sort of plan out for the future and next year and stuff. So we thought we'd talk about how to kind of go about doing that, and more like the the theory behind it as opposed to the actual practice. I'm sure we'll get into that stuff too, but um, we talk about how to periodize your training plan for you know, a seat, setting up your annual training plan or your your year's goals and stuff like that to get the most out of yourself. Um, so I think this is one of those topics that like people hear, they talk about, they, they say the word periodization, but do they really know um, what's involved with it and why some of the things are set up the way they are and, and stuff like that. So
2: um, why do we start with, in the simplest form, what is periodization?
1: Yeah, I, I had to look it up when I got the topic. And how it applied to triathlon. So, very good. You did good. vast research. I mean, that was about the extent of it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like James will give me my notes. My she shocking points. Look it up. <laughs> yeah,
1: I did. That's good. Yeah.
2: So,
0: so what is it? Um, so periodization is a way to break down your your goals um, and break down the different sort of. I like to think of them like energy systems that you need to train to get to eventually get to race day in your best performance. You, you can't do it all at the same time all the time. Like you can't just train one single way. And so periodization is a way to break that down into smaller kind of more manageable chunks that you can then focus on individual pieces of improvement and then build on each of those throughout the course of the season.
1: I think, um, when I was, when I found out what that was, um, a lot of new, uh, triathletes or people looking into the sport, they think you're just on all the time, the same level of intensity, Mm -hmm. same volume. Um, and that's something that I think everyone has to uh, realize when they first start that no, it's, it's actually, uh, quite strategized on how they build their training plans.
3: Yeah. Is this something unique to triathlon or is it in all sports?
0: No, I mean, this is something, uh, I, I'm not going to speak for all sports, but I'm going to say all endurance sports. Um, you see this. So, I mean, if you, the human body is amazing, right? It'll adapt to whatever you throw at it. And if you just continually do the same thing over and over and over again, week after week, then you're going to get really used to that. And then you're going to stagnate and not improve. So, um, periodization theoretically should give you improve, consistent improvements, you know cycle after cycle, year after year um, so that you can kind of reach those peaks.
2: That segues nice way, nicely into the importance of periodization, why we do it.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I think and I think one of the biggest kind of things we forget about why we do it is that fresh look at a training plan like and just getting something kind of new is mentally refreshing also. Like you, if if you just laid out a week and said, okay, you're going to do this for the next 52 weeks, like no way it's happening. Mind numbing. Yeah. Yeah, so periodization, I I think there's a big side of that to it when you like know that there's, you know, your loading weeks and your recovery week, like you have that recovery week to look forward to. And it's like, okay, base season is over. I'm kind of tired of these long sessions. Like now we're going to change it up a little bit. And like you keep having those, those small changes to the way that the training is being done.
2: Apparently, it was like the uh, Eastern Europeans or something that uh, pioneered this system. Yeah, I mean, for all the stuff that those guys did, that you know is
0: absolutely horrendous <laughs> when it comes to training stuff, <laughs> like
2: in addition to the steroids. Well,
0: that that's part <laughs> of it, but then like it was it was like let's take a thousand kids, and I mean literally kids at grade school level and train them nonstop. And and we'll make some champions out of them, but we'll also destroy 99% of them.
2: The ones uh, that survive are, right. are the ones. Yeah.
3: Yeah, there was Olympic training centers. Yeah. And I, you got selected for them, yeah. and then you just like left your family, said bye, and then you went to train there. Yep. I didn't make it to one. I was
2: going to ask, what was it like? <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, sounds amazing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> bye, guys. Gotta go train. <laughs>
3: just sounds amazing, but... Yeah. Probably not. I'm sure.
2: It's like a brute force method. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I don't really think there's much of like support system there. Yeah. Yeah. But we digress. Yeah. So that's the Um, best part of our show. (laughs) (laughs) Again.
2: (laughs) So importance of periodization, reduce risk of injury. Right. And then you can basically move along adaptation, I guess, as efficiently as possible.
0: Um, yeah, probably as efficiently as possible.
2: We're all in agreement.
4: Yeah, I concur.
2: (laughs) All right. Well, let's move on then. What are the, uh, I guess if you're, if we're talking about periodization, the, uh, I guess the main, main, uh, blocks, I guess we'd call them or phases, phases.
3: Yeah. Break that
2: down. Yeah. So So, usually go ahead.
3: Well, I was going to say that I, I, a lot of times when you talk to triathletes, or endurance athletes, they're like, okay, well, I got this event. It's four months away, making up numbers. And they're like, okay, well, I need to do this distance. So that means I need to, you know, build up, build up to it by doing this this week, this the week before, and this the week before. So it incrementally gets me to that distance. But I, I think a lot of them don't actually consider this, what you're going to, you know, talk about, which is this like period of there's different periods you need to consider not just like what it's going to take, how do you ramp up uh, little by little to that race mm-hmm. and I think that's um, something that a lot of our listeners and, and everyone should should think about this this periodization this cycle.
2: So before I guess we even talk about the different cycles, should we first say or talk about the annual training plan and then say like you kind of pick the keys like pick what is that a race, put yeah. that on the calendar. And then you start. Yeah,
0: you have to start with that the date of that a race, um, and we're going to talk about um, some different, like I guess, theories and practices about you know that kind of stuff. But I think for most athletes, until they are um, very well developed, um, it's hard to truly peak more than once a year. Um, it, it's just it it puts a big stress on the body. It it takes a lot to then to peak and then come down and then go ramp back up again without doing a full-on um, cycle and it also gets in the way of your long-term development you know because anytime you're going to peak and recover there's going to be some you know there's gonna be a loss of fitness associated with it like that is potentially getting in the way of you just getting stronger year after year after year so a single peak is kind of the easiest you know, way to plan for it, um, and talk about it. And probably in practice for most people is the best way to do it. Now that doesn't mean you can only race once a year. Um, it just means that you are focusing your season on that one event, your training, um, you're building towards that and everything else is supplementary to that.
1: Mm. And that doesn't matter between distances or anything like that, right? It's just literally one big event that's mm-hmm. going to be your A race yeah. and then everything else supports that.
2: Yeah. And I think the training will change leading up to that if it's an Olympic or a half Ironman or Ironman, that um, final build and taper is going to change depending on the distance.
3: Yeah. Um, it might be easier to peak at the same like level of, of height for shorter races. So if you're trying to do a sprint and you're trying to peak in March, you could probably taper and and then recover and then do some cycles and peak again in September for example, right?
0: Yeah, I'm not saying you can't. I'm just right. saying if you want if you're in this for the long haul, right? And you want to say you're saying to yourself, I want to be the best triathlete irrespective of distance or I want to be the best cyclist. Psych- <laughs> that was a juicy cherry, huh, James? Mm. Um <laughs> or I want to be the best cyclist I can be or the best runner, then you have to look at it as a long-term project and not a how good can I get this year? It's how good can I be in five years? How good can I be in 10 years? And the more you add high stress events to that calendar, the the more you're going to take away from that potential. So I think that if you if you want to race a lot, that's perfectly fine. But the idea of saying like, this is what it's all about. This is what all my season is going to be. I think one, for the first couple of years of your athletic kind of journey that one a year is probably a good way to go about it. One big one. And
2: it doesn't mean long. One big event that you're really focused on. Yeah. And so for us, last year, like Wilmington was our A race. and right. We raced a lot. Right. I mean,
0: but, I raced five, I did five different races. Um,
3: you're defining last year weirdly.
1: I know. I'm like, last season. sorry. It was two, like, two weeks ago. a couple.
2: You know, back then, back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah.
0: Right. So, um, yeah, that was our big one. Um, we did a full two week taper. Like I haven't done anything since, um, I know you guys are moving a little bit and doing a little weightlifting and which is fine. Um, but like Eagle man was a, a decent goal. Like, and I wanted to go well there, but I only rested for a week. I only recovered for a week and I didn't dig too deep in the race where I needed more than that. You know, so it was, you know, you'd call that a B race. Um, you know, the Olympics were sea races. The Olympics were just another training day. Mm-hmm. And I did three of those. You know, I I trained the day after all of them um, and just I didn't really rest into them. Maybe the day or two before, but they didn't have any, they had no weight to them.
3: No. Yeah.
2: So. Yeah. The focus was all on that last race mm-hmm. last year
3: last
0: year.
3: <laughs> so I remember like it was yesterday. Yes. <laughs> I remember like it was like 2 weeks ago. You know what it, what it is? He has no faith in your editing abilities to get this <laughs> out before 2024. that's, I mean, that's possible too. <laughs> I mean
2: I'm just as bad on videos. So. Or worse like, actually. By the I'm time this comes out. Yeah. It yeah. might
0: be 2024, it might be last year.
1: I feel like it was a year ago. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um yeah, so you pick pick that a race, you pick that big goal of yours and then you build backwards from that. Um you know, we, the kind of terminology that gets used pretty, um, you know, pretty commonly around all different um, sports is you use macro cycle, mesocycle, micro cycle. So your macro cycle is that whole big training block, you know. And so if you're only having one one event a year, it's from when you start until that race. That's your, your That's, macro cycle. Mm-hmm. If you have more big events, if you have two, two A races a year, then... You know, each from start until the first one is going to be a macro cycle. And then from when you start for the second one to the second one, it's going to be the second macro cycle. And then your mesocycles are usually like smaller blocks. Um, you know, a couple of weeks is, you know, kind of a standard. Um, it could be a couple of months, you know. I think beyond about 12 weeks, it's probably a little bit big. You'd probably want to separate that, but those have specific goals, things you're working at. And then micro cycles are usually like your week plan. And so each of those is going to have slightly different things you're working on, uh, things you're focused with your training on and, you know, they kind of build, but you start with the big picture and then divide it up based on
2: your schedule and, you know, how it fits into your life. So you've got your a race now on the calendar. Mm-hmm. Ideally, is there a certain amount of weeks or months that uh, depending, I guess that's probably dependent on where you're starting fitnesses and yeah. the distance you're trying to do, but um, for a macro cycle, is there an ideal?
0: I don't think there's an ideal. I don't think you can go, um, I mean, you you were not. want to look at a macro cycle like for an Olympic athlete, their macro cycle might be four years. It literally might be, you know, Michael Phelps' macro cycles might have been four years. You, know, wow. you finish, you finish Beijing, and you start thinking about London, and everything is building towards that. So, I mean, is there an ideal? I don't know.
2: How about in just the universe of the average age grouper?
3: So I think that that goes to if you're talking about triathlon, talk goes to the season. So if you're going to prefer to race hot summer, some people you know want to race placid or whatever. Then they're going to say July is my a race, right. and they're going to. You know, pick a macrocycle from January February to do that race, something like that.
2: Is there too small of a yes macrocycle? Mm-hmm. Let's yeah. define that.
3: Yeah. I mean, anything, obviously, like a day. Anything less than three months is too short. Anything
0: less than three yeah, months. Yeah, I I think it'd be really hard to do anything of value if you're only if you're new. You know, and we're gonna get into some of the different like block periodization and stuff like that. Um, focuses a little bit differently. Um, on the way that that looks. But, you know, a standard linear periodization is going to... 12 weeks would be very, I think, very short. But, I mean, when you look at, like, some of the online marathon plans, those are, like, 16, 18 kind of weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, so...
2: and then, But that type of plan, is it getting someone into their peak condition, peak form, or is it just you'll peak, be able to complete it? Peak in that time
3: frame. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have... An, um, there's a few books for triathlon, too. They have, like, this is the plan if you just want to finish, and this is the plan mm-hmm. for the same amount of time if you're going to, you know, race it or whatever. So they usually have, like, three plans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That they kind of say pick one and see what you can do, and one yeah. will be, like, less training, one will be more.
0: Yeah, I kind of, like, I hone in on, um, like, 26 weeks as kind of a, it just
3: divides the year by two. <laughs> is that half a
0: year? Oh, that is half a year. Um, no, so Sorry. that that gives you, and we're going to talk about what kind about of the, six months. <laughs> <laughs> that works nope. too. Um, my head works in weeks because of the the mesocycles are sort of base build, special, or you know, spe, I call it specialty, or you know, like focused on your race, um, and then a two week taper. So it's eight, 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 and then. 2 weeks of tapering. So that gives you 26. So hmm. yeah, you know, 6 months. Hmm. Um and I think that's like a good a good kind of number. Um if you have longer than that, great. Longer is better.
1: Yeah. Again, would you say that'd be <laughs> like <laughs> So just
2: get your head out of the gutter, James. for talking about triathlon. No, I was choking on my drink. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> on the wrong tube. Crazy yeah. um, your Would turn. that be
1: like uh race specific as far as uh distance mm-hmm. or yeah,
2: so the, the
0: idea between, behind periodization is um, you start very general with your fitness and then you get more and more and more specific as you get closer to your event. So that last, for me, like six to eight week block is really focused on taking the fitness you built in the first two blocks and honing it in on what your event
2: is going to look like. Let's back it up though. Okay, sorry. Because we got to start with and what's the first part of the, the training cycle?
3: um macrocycle the macro cycle? The, oh, the base what do you mean base the base phase? building well, Okay, oh, do we start? Okay. Okay, so we i'm going to cycle
2: okay
0: i'm going to start before that then. Oh. um that's oh. not on your notes that's the drinking Even one before.
2: yeah Let's say,
0: a, i didn't a, look at i didn't look at the notes it's on page enough. negative 1
3: uh, it's the drinking phase um <laughs> the fully rest <laughs> phase
0: <laughs> so your the couch phase <laughs> then that's <laughs> yes. exactly what it is yeah. it's your the first phase of your training cycle needs to be the recovery phase um, that happens from when you when your prior a race was mm-hmm. until you start your plan um and that is a chance to recharge your mental battery um maybe earn some brownie points at home, you know, take care of stuff you've put off in the previous season. Because you just were too busy training or whatever. Like, I
2: cleaned my house for the first time today in like a year. Right,
0: because I had go.
1: time.
2: I was like, oh wow, this is what I used to do. You
0: know, I was
1: cleaning too. I'm like, I gotta pace myself <laughs> because if my husband realizes how much I can actually get done yeah. when I have energy, <laughs>
0: yeah, he's gonna be like, nope, my no, racing days no, might be no, over, <laughs> yeah. over you. Um, yeah, so I think you have to start there. You have to give. You have to give back fitness um, to make future gains. You, it, it's absolutely necessary. Um, people who try and keep. The same, like, just keep it rolling from one race at the end of the season and, like, jump. Like, it happens to everybody. Either you have a good race and you're like, oh, I'm on top of the world. Let's keep this going. Let's go. Um, You're going to burn out. Or the people who have a bad race and are like, oh, I need to work out extra hard now because that was so crappy. Like, you still need a rest. You need. It's like one step back so you can take two
2: steps forward the next year.
0: So, so what does that look like?
3: Yeah, let's oh, define rest. We're officially calling it the house cleaning phase. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that.
2: <laughs> let's let's define rest though and recovery.
0: Okay. after, so after your a race, post race, um, I'm taking two weeks off
2: of of nothing
1: I,
0: doing nothing. I mean, like I I wanted to go ride on Saturday. Um, I just got a crappy night's sleep, so I was like, hey, I'm not going to go ride. Um, this weekend is busy, so like I might go get a, a run in while I, I drop Logan off. Early for his swim meet, I might go run.
1: Um and chances are you won't. You're right. And, <laughs> and I'm not
0: gonna feel bad about it one bit. Yeah. Um so it's it's take what you need. Now I wouldn't say you take two months off or three months of literally doing nothing. Um, but I think two weeks after a hard season is one hundred percent acceptable. Of literally, you could if you just want to lay on your couch for two weeks, that's perfectly fine. If you were my athlete and you did that, I would not have we would not have any conversations.
2: Now it's okay to do like unplanned, unstructured stuff, yeah in that
0: but i but I do want it to be e- like if if I'm coaching you, I want that to be very, very easy, yeah,
2: all just zone two one or one zero, yeah zone zero, <laughs> yeah.
3: just think zone about it I look at nice. it well, so i'm I agree, but I also look at it a little differently, um during your cycles that you're you're building and open for you know correction and argument and everything else when you're in your cycles and you're building and you've got your plan you're piling on so the the off season um doesn't necessarily feel for me like it has to be zone one or two but it has it gives like it it gives a lot more um time to recover or absorb it so Mm -hmm. like you do a workout it's hard You don't have to do anything for a few days and just kind of like, you you still had a hard workout, let's say Wednesday, right? But you don't, you're not going to go take an easy ride on Saturday, but you're not Mm -hmm. doing something Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and building and building and letting your body try to absorb all of that. You can have a hard workout Wednesday Mm -hmm. and then, you know, kind of take it easy for a few days or do nothing Mm -hmm. or whatever, have a couple of easy workouts. Yeah. That, that to me is also like fine, right? Yeah uh because it, i think you know you could kind of have building some stuff in there some strength whatever it is right but um you, or you could sit on the couch yeah
1: i think um for me since you asked um <laughs> they <laughs> Yvonne, what do you uh how do you define your
3: recovery in?
1: um i know uh towards the end of the season i always get like um anxious about jumping into different things just moving different ways and and i generally like to stay active, um, in more of that fitness part. So like with, um, triathlons, I realized that it's, it's that more specific type of training for performance and it's not necessarily fitness in the forefront, but then I start to think of like activity in in the fitness sense. So, um, but what's nice about it is like doing things. And I realized that, you know, um, James finagled me into taking some CrossFit classes, this week and, and just doing some activity. I'm like, my body was like, oh, this is a lot. Um, and then like today I, I was like, you know what? I I think I need to give myself a rest. So giving myself that permission to just say like, you know what? You don't need it. It's, it's on the schedule. I continued uh, my coaching plan just to stay accountable so that I don't get too far away from it. But at the same time, like if I miss a workout here and there, it's right. totally fine It's to not do. like you
2: have strict 70.3 training still going on.
1: Exactly. Yeah,
3: yeah that's kind of, I'm, same page. Like, like that yeah. you can still have a hard workout, whatever, CrossFit or bike and then just like, all right, tomorrow I don't have to do anything or mm-hmm. do easy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to.
1: It feels like less obligatory. It's just like, it should be. I want to do it because it's, mm-hmm. it's fun and, but if I don't feel yeah. really like
0: it. I don't, I'm not disagreeing with you guys at all. I think it, I'm I separating it out from like, like literally the next, the two weeks, yeah. three weeks, you know, the longer the race, I think, the longer that period of like just chill the hell out, yeah, needs to be, you know, so for me, two weeks after a seventy point three of like a build the season building towards it, then it's time for me to start thinking about doing the stuff you guys are talking about, yeah, um, you know, so mm-hmm. I kind of call that like after you know, forced rest. I think I like to think of it like a prep period and like, Mm -hmm. okay, now we're building towards actually starting training again. And that's going to include for me, like those kind of things you guys are talking about, some strength, you know, get back in the gym and start lifting and get over the muscle soreness and stuff when there's no, you know, hard bike that I have to worry about afterwards and stuff like that. But that's like, I think there needs to be a a legit break and then you can start. Doing that fun stuff. Yeah. And like, it's coffee shop rides. It's attacking each other up the hills and, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. It's going for a trail run where you're like breathing through your eyeballs on a steep section uphill and stuff. Like, that's okay. But like you said, you, most of it should be unbelievably easy.
2: That yeah. was really nice our ride last week.
3: Last yeah. weekend. Coffee was good.
2: It was weather was perfect? Yeah. Chill. Just it was, slow I think it was, pace. It almost just felt like too easy. Riding you know what to I mean? just ride. Too easy. Mm-hmm. Just riding to ride. But we
3: should, we, we should note your, um, Calorie consumption should match your <laughs> rest, yeah, I think. which is say as I say as I do as I say, not as I do, right? Because like that's the other key thing to that, Lynn. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, killing you're yourself, not burning the same number of calories. Yeah,
0: yep. you don't need to eat as much.
3: <laughs> no, but I was in a nice chill ride, and and I think actually there is something to this weather. I actually mm. like the cooler, cooler rides weather. and the runs. Yeah. yeah,
1: not my favorite. Yeah. No.
2: And uh weekend trail runs are I think back on the menu. It's just who cares about pace? just be out in the um mm-hmm. the wilderness,
0: yeah, yeah, I think, and it's a good time to work on limiters, it's a good time to work on like skill based stuff, um you know, so if if swimming's not your strong thing, then like you know spend four or five days in the pool like every week, and just
3: but I think of that as as part of your training, like spending five straight days in a pool,
0: yeah, but uh, yes. But like what if you have like fun with it, you get very pruny. Yeah. But like under. when, when, once you start, once you start your plan and if your plan is to get you to, you know, race fitness by, by the day of the race, like it, it's better to take care of those limit. Like if they're skill based limiters, right. If, it, if you have a, a problem in the pool with skill, then work on it when there's no other things you have to worry about. You know, Mm -hmm. work on it when you can say like, okay, literally the only thing I'm going to do for the next three or four weeks is swim five days a week.
3: Yeah, but is it...
1: It's not like a 3,000 meter interval swim. It's like just being comfortable with the water, doing some drills, like just having fun and getting in there.
3: But let's say you do have a limiter and you didn't fix it. Now you're in your training plan. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't you rather have an athlete spend couple of weeks then inside the plan working on that limiter because they can get, let's say they, their feet are sinking. Mm-hmm. They can get their feet to stop sinking rather than say, okay, well, you had your time to work on your limiter, so <laughs> let's just stick to the plan and, you know, you continue to, to swim this yeah, way. So yeah, I'd rather have them spend that time that, you know,
0: Yeah, but you're talking about fixing two, it. two non-ideals, right? You're, yeah. you're talking about coming up with a solution to a problem that could have been solved prior. Yeah, like my my solution is solve it when when's the best time to work on your, those things Sure. during the off season.
3: Yeah, when, but if you didn't, I think it's important then to uh, fix it too. Well, yeah, you still <laughs>
2: you still have to work on it,
3: right because <laughs> yeah. you didn't do
2: them when you should have. Um, the problem is you're going to have less time to work on it once you're in your plan. Yeah, because you have to because work that's going to throw everything, it's out.
3: everything out of the, yeah. in the plan off. Yep. Sure, but you should still fix it. Yeah, you should. But at yeah, that mm-hmm. point, it is
0: what it is. Like, yeah. no, it's, no I, I understand what both it. of you are saying. Like. Yes, you should fix it. Yes, you should have fixed it four weeks prior. Yeah.
1: If you have to fix it, you have to fix it. <laughs> yes, but it has. If, to, if yes. you have an option to take time that you're not under the gun, like I know, just as an athlete, that to try to like fit in an extra swim day because mm-hmm. I need to fix my swimming, whereas you know I can just spend thirty minutes in the pool every day and just do a couple of drills that will help me be more efficient when I am training. Then yeah, that makes total sense.
0: I get what you're saying. Like yes, you if it's a if it's a real problem, then it then it should get fixed. Right. Period. However you can however you can fix it. Yeah. yeah.
1: There's definitely times during my training where I'm like, oh, I wish I could just like have fun in the water and just mm-hmm. like work it. Yeah. Just want to like, be like more like comfortable. Like I didn't really use my yeah. snorkel too much because uh-huh. it wasn't part of my training. Like. And, and I was, um, you know, at that point it was kind of like how I swam was just how I was going to swim. I wasn't going to change anything right yeah. before a race. And so now it's like I can even within my plan start incorporating things that it's like if there's a drill on my um, on my program that I'm maybe like, eh, I don't really need that, but I can really use help with this and that's something I can mm-hmm. throw in there and not feel like I'm, I'm not doing something.
0: Yeah. One of the things, um, James, we got to this year – was a point where the volume was in a good enough spot. They could absorb, they were in good enough shape where I programmed the recovery, the, the day off typically was what, Mondays, Monday. right? So I would put in a air quotes optional yeah. swim mm-hmm. and zero, zero time, zero distance requirements, just literally like you're saying, go in and, and try and frolic. Mm-hmm. Um, And I, I'd say like you guys did that more times than not. I don't think I ever missed an optional swim. Yeah. Yeah. How
3: can and, you miss a frolic?
0: You know, and, and you leave, you, you stretch out, you feel good. Like there's, there's no, I'm not programming workouts or anything like that. It's just they know the drills to work on. They've figured out stuff that makes them feel better in the water and they went and did it. Like, you know, I think those, but you need to be at a certain point where you can handle that extra, you know, yeah. where you don't actually need a true day off feed up recovery day you know and that you have to get to that point so
1: yeah all right so we're off the couch
0: we're off the couch right build um, no
2: base
3: <laughs> yeah. how about so, that
1: base <laughs>
3: well is... did we cover all of the cycles like we talked about the macrocycle right did we talk talk about the mesocycle and the microcycle or we're going to talk about that once we
0: well i mean i said like um macrocycles the whole year meso mesocycle are these base build what are they're called? A bunch of different things. A bunch yeah. of different build, coaches,
2: taper. huh? Base build taper.
0: Yeah, base build peak taper. Like you know, a whole bunch they're of different base things. Base build race specific. That's what I call them. Every no. coach has different stuff they call. No. Um,
2: I wrote a blog a couple months ago called the base build and taper. Did you?
0: Nice
4: BBT.
2: Yeah, BBT.
3: Okay. So those are the. I guess your... you didn't read it. No, <laughs> because I think of taper as the two weeks into the. Uh, yeah, but race. like I if you go by the specific. triathlon
0: training bible or the cyclist training bible, they call that the race or the, <laughs> stop. P- the, the peak it's phase. The bible stop <laughs> the peak phase. They call that Thanks. so whatever. Um So those are your, your mesocycles, and then your micro micro are like week. Most people work on a weekly microcycle. Yeah, you know, some people. I think we year like back a year ago we talked about the going to like day. a ten day microcycle, yeah. but. It's hard if you work a normal job.
2: Yeah, I feel like um, when we had uh, Matt Schuster on there, we should have asked him because I know he does have his long runs and rides. Well, that's just because he could. Yeah, but like he's yeah, he he still doing this, but he's still days. on a seven day. But he seems like someone who could possibly do a potentially, a but I mean nine or ten day. You'd
0: have
3: to talk to us, coach. Yeah. yeah.
0: The question is like why talk to him. if he can handle can the if he can handle the training in a seven-day micro, mm. then there's no need to go to a 10. The yeah. 10 is like a benefit. Like I think for the aging athlete, like yeah. I, I like to think of like the retired athlete. Like Oh, good. He's looking at you. No, I'm, I'm looking in a mirror. Ah. I'm looking at me. I'm like, when can We're I retire? We're that boat. Right? It's like, <laughs> I think a there's retired a athlete, like you get older, it takes a little longer to recover. Like a 10, like a longer micro cycle is, is probably better. Oh,
3: yeah. Okay. 20 yeah. day.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's funny though, in the triathlon and Bible book that uh, his name Jeff Friel or Joseph Friel it, well there's so
0: there's two Friels there's Dirk and Joe Joe They're I think it was father Joe. and son and I don't yeah. know who wrote the
2: book he talks about how oh yeah like the nine day training cycle is great for the retired athletes. So I talk about that 50 and faster. Like 50, how many people will get to retire at 50
0: right mm-hmm. now? Rich
2: ass triathletes. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I was like, well, 50. Yeah. Hey, Emily, I'm
0: just five years away from retiring. Yeah, you don't, you don't think that that's not in your five year plan.
1: I <laughs> if I keep doing triathlons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So, um, so what is the cycle of, you know, three week build one week taper? Is that a micro You mean three
0: week, Build like three week loading, one week recovery. Yeah. That's um usually that would be a a mesocycle. Each okay. of those four week blocks so was a couple of meso- a mesocycle. Cycles. But one but some s- people might also think of, you know, if you do if you're doing eight weeks of build, that would have two of
2: those mm-hmm. mesocycles in it. Build right. one, build two. Right. right. Yeah. That's build one 20. way to think about it. Mm-hmm. Or base one, base two. Sorry, I keep right. saying build. Yeah. So we're still in I just base. want to build. You just want to build? Yeah. <laughs> I just want to build. Um
0: so I, I,
3: I didn't look at this, but he's got like four phases on here. Base, uh, build, peak. Because like race, the peak pace. and
2: race together is really
3: yeah, peak.
0: One.
2: Peak is like the taper. Um well oh no,
0: peak they're talking about their peak, they're calling what I call race race specific. And then race is the taper phase. Yeah.
3: No, race, not according to this. Topic. Oh,
0: tapering. Yeah, I don't know. Chat GPT. Come on. with your
3: notes? Build
1: peak race.
0: Yeah. That's why I, so I think of it as base, build, um, taper.
3: man. <laughs> no, no base, build, race, taper.
1: No,
0: no, not race, race, like race specific. Specifics. I gotta come up, I guess I gotta come up with a better name before I write my book. Um, well, I like that trainer, race. trainer road, which is like a pretty popular with a lot of cyclists. It's like a online platform that has, um, training plans and stuff. They call it base build specialty. Mm, and the special the specialty is where you really hone in on
2: specificity the
0: specificity, specificity. of your of your event. It's a tough word, yeah.
3: BBS, mm-hmm.
0: BBS. Um, so I, I and then then you've got taper after that. Mm-hmm. So go
3: ahead, James.
2: Well, how much base do we need? The
3: more, the, the better. more. Oh, never, that base. Sorry. He's quick to draw. Yeah, I've had more to drink.
2: So I remember. Um, I really enjoy base training. Yeah. It's nice, and I remember uh, I told Greg when we were going to do Eagle Man, I was like, I'm fine with just doing bass the entire time. Like, I don't even need to go into mm-hmm. build. Or I didn't know at the time what the phase were, but I was like, I like bass. Mm-hmm. I just do bass for the entire. I I don't know when we started February maybe or somewhere around there February
0: or March.
3: Yeah, bass is
2: nice. And but uh he didn't let me do that.
1: <laughs> Why do you like bass so much?
3: <laughs> just two weeks zone after,
2: two, just. Nothing really stressing the heart. Long, easy stuff. Yeah, it's fun. Bass is fun. It is true. It doesn't hurt.
0: It doesn't hurt. That's true. Yeah, it shouldn't hurt. But ideally, right.
3: over a longer um, period of time, years, you can build up a gigantic base. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I mean that was my my ultimate goal. Was like, can I just can my base just get faster over time? Like, yeah, whatever my um, pace at base becomes just gets faster. It I might think be slower. That's the
1: whole goal, right? Yeah, like every year, you sure. just get yeah better at where you're at.
2: Just the long game,
1: right? Mm-hmm.
0: And I mean, like if you if you took the real long game, and that's where like the Olympians and stuff like that. Um, if you look at that kind of long term thing, and if, if somebody came to you and was like, "Listen, I have no end goal in mind." You would do base until you stopped seeing improvement.
3: Mm. You would do base, but okay, right? But that would be like so you don't need to never. build anything into your. You're,
0: you're your eventually base going cycles. to pl- see plateaus, mm. um, and and the nice the the thing with that is if you see these plateaus, then it doesn't take too much to kind of blow past them like a little bit of intensity could get you past it and then mm-hmm. so you do that little bit of intensity and you see improvement that's no longer base and then go right back to base and then go right back <sighs> to that new base mm-hmm. you know so you see improvement quick it's and different,
3: then different program base build base yes yeah. build <laughs> base. you have to build yeah but that is like
0: in the real world i don't know how many people have the patience for that
3: that's to key. base build base to, if they're just, not going to race, they can do baseball. And that's base. what
0: I'm saying. I don't know how many people have the patience to say like, okay, I'm in this for the long haul. Yeah, exactly. I, I've got a five-year plan. I want to be the best athlete I can be in five years. Mm. Yeah. And I don't care what happens between then and now.
3: Just tell them the best athlete they were it was 20 years ago. <laughs> and then you just move on from there. You have to
2: be willing to like basically underperform. Mm-hmm. For like five years,
3: I'm but all that about one that. race. Yeah, I think I've hit that. Well, but, but I've not hit the
0: one race <laughs> target because, on the dark. But board. what event? Like you just would you could race, but like it'd have to be the races would be underwhelming because you wouldn't be giving it your all. you yeah. you'd be going into them and be like, I don't have that top gear, but I can still race. Yeah, you know, and like that, like what I'm saying is, that's a really hard person to find. Yeah. You know, so in reality, you think so? Yeah,
1: Yeah, no, I did that for like five years. I do, I do think this year, so the first year I did it and I'm only comparing two years, but first year I did it, I wasn't sure where my (laughs) triathlon career would take me. Mm -hmm. Um, Taking the year off, I thought, you know, am I really into this or not? Then this year, I think because I had that initial base, I saw the improvements and to be able to keep some of that and build off of what I had the, the year prior. Yeah. I was like super excited about that. So, and I'm not a fast, I'm not a fast triathlete anyway. Right. So I just feel like for, for me, not because I'm going to podium or anything like that, but yeah. for me, but I feel like the, multiple times <laughs> the, the most gains I'll get is not going to be anytime soon. Mm-hmm. It's, it, this was the first year that I'm like, you know what? I think I do want to just stick with this this. for the next couple of years and see how good I can get. um, Right.
0: And that's one of those, like, if you're okay with that, then the, the gains that really come to this, like service with a smile, um, the gains that come from the base type of training, just like keep getting better and better and better. So there's really no reason not to keep doing it except for people like to have a race every year mm-hmm. and people like to like feel like they've prepared for that race and really do a good job at that race. And so it's, it's about finding that balance of like, here's what I want to do. Here's how I should do it. And, you know, you have to kind of make concessions to do that. Yeah. Pretty sure,
3: unbeknownst to me, I did it for, like, (laughs) six, seven, eight years. You think so? But, like, you think you
0: did base? Like, you were just chilling at zone two? I was
3: building, building base, which is, I'm just being brutally honest, Like, which is why, like, after the race now, a couple days, I'm good. Yeah. I think that's because, like, for years, and it was because, um, I will say this, it's because life things were making, like that the life was a priority rather than training. So I was doing the training, mm-hmm. but there was a lot more like having kids and, and other things that just made sure that life was taking a priority rather yeah. than base. And then whatever races I had, like, yeah, you show up to those races, but it was never race-specific and pushing it. it was only mm. in the last three, four years that it was became more race-specific. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean... So... I, Go Everyone ahead. out there, you know, some of them just should think about like, what are they really doing? Are they really just kind of like building base because of their? See, life I think a lot of people. It's
0: I, I think a lot of people think they're building base and just are working too hard. Maybe. Want to so, just take a pause and we can <laughs> get this taken care of, and then I think
1: we're
4: good. We're James is going to start of.
0: stirring again, and, oh, I,
1: <laughs> Do you mind?
0: Why well, you squirting
1: want me some syrup?
3: <laughs> syrup. Some sarp. syrup. Syrup.
1: Syrup. It's giving me like anxiety because this is my my nutrition gonna run. <laughs> you feel
3: like you're
2: back on the like Oh, whoa, whoa. Back on the course. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: By the
0: way, just so people have any idea what the hell we're doing right here, um, we're dr- having drinks. We're drinking old fashions. We got, trying to eat these cherries. Trying to eat this jug <laughs> of cherries that we got down in Wilmington
2: to celebrate <laughs> with. <laughs> In our drinks down there, and we yeah, the shop we went to, we're like, Do you have cherries? Like, no, sorry, someone else asked, and we don't have them. And then Yvonne finds them, and then it's like the largest jar of cherries ever, it's like
1: Costco sized cherries.
2: Yeah, I mean, we've got um, we should four, four almost five
0: pounds worth of maraschino <laughs> cherries, four pounds, 10 ounces.
1: And then James is like, You gotta buy that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How much did that tub of cherries cost? It was like 20.
1: dollars Oh
0: my gosh, that's yeah. the same, it's four, crazy. The Luxardo cherries. Oh.
1: They're pretty good. They're they're big. Yeah. They're <laughs> they're they're
0: okay. I've gotten so snobby I mean, with my I cherries like, cuz I bought like like those Luxardo ones. Oh, right. Yeah. They're so good. Uh, Are so, those
1: those like like really pruny cherries? No. Oh. They're just
0: but they're in like a thick rich syrup, not yeah. like mm. a different texture. Red, yeah, they're different definitely different. Texture. I like those like
1: black cherries. I don't know what they're called. They're dark. They're darker than Maybe these. It's that one. Black yeah. cherries?
2: <laughs>
1: I don't know. They're they're like they look like like prunes or something. Oh, like
2: Boylan's black cherry soda.
1: Mm. I might have to cut this part out. <laughs> anyway.
0: Uh, um. So oh. So what I was saying is, I think a lot of people like. So what you're saying, Rick, Now I'm not questioning what you've done, um, in the past. But like, I think a lot of people think they're doing bass and are working too hard.
3: I might have been working too hard at times, but there was also I know years where I couldn't work that hard. Mm-hmm. I just didn't have it. Didn't have the time. Didn't have but, the okay.
0: But when you say work hard, you just mean like, t- like time? You didn't have the time? Because what I what I hear...
3: And then when I was doing the workouts, they weren't really like... Hard? They weren't... So like if you look at what they should be in terms of race specific, in terms of build, there was no real build. There was no real race specific. Right, it was, but it was random. Just but were you just random. going out?
0: You were going out and you were like, oh, I only have you know an hour today. Let's smash myself for an hour.
3: No, I only have an hour today, so... Let's do an hour. And I wasn't smashing yourself. Okay. And
0: yeah. Okay. So, but I think a lot of people have that mindset, right? And so
3: that's not built. I think that's or different. that's not base. No, right. Yeah. I think the people that are just kind of out there to just work out. Yeah. That's different. Okay. Yeah, I agree.
0: Right. So ideally, the base period is. Uh, you're. I like to think um, like a pyramid. So there's three corners to the pyramid. There's endurance. There's speed, and there's strength. And the base period is all about building general fitness in those three categories. So general endurance means you can do things for a long period of time. So whatever you have to do to be able to do those skills, those sports for a long period of time, you can build that general endurance on the bike, running, swimming, hiking, trail running, Nordic skiing, moving. Like whatever, moving, Right. Bring your heart rate up into slightly elevated. You're going to build general endurance. Are we building
2: um, aerobic capacity?
0: Yep. You're building the low end of your aerobic curve. You're working below that first lactate threshold. You're just kind of like, you're bringing your heart rate up to
2: 60% of max. So not looking at any anaerobic stuff. Nope. No muscular endurance. Nope. Just... Easy base, easy base, right? That's I
0: love the it. that's the endurance corner of the triangle.
3: Is it easy base or is base supposed to be easy? Okay, <laughs>
0: that's so deep. Base. Gonna, another it. way to think <laughs> about base, like it, this is the way I'm trying to explain it, is general fitness development. So general endurance is one aspect, one corner of the base pyramid. Speed, general speed, is the other aspect. I'm gonna hit you. Uh, I'm envisioning
2: the thing. Yeah, I'll draw
0: it for you. Um,
3: for those visual people, general,
0: I'm looking
2: at the, p- I wanna know what the right. top is now. Okay,
0: so
1: endurance.
0: G- no, well, endurance oh, is one corner. Pyramid. General speed. Speed. So, how do you build speed? You do stuff fast, but you don't have to do stuff fast for long periods of time. So, that's like you're going for a run and you're doing um, strides, you know, or you're doing um, fast spin ups on the bike. You know, maybe like some really like low power, but really fast cadence uh, sprints on the bike. You're developing speed. And then the third part is strength. You're building general strength. Just get strong.
2: And during the base, this is where we can actually be in the gym. Right. Doing strength workouts, trying to build it up. Um, It's not going to interfere with anything now because we are just doing general Yeah. Everything.
3: But, I mean, I think strength as a whole is a whole separate episode, but I think, yes, you, you know, but that doesn't mean that you get away from strength once you're done with base. And well, you that's to, where it I'm, just changes, I'm about to. Yes.
0: Right. So base is building the general corners of that pyramid, right? Speed, strength, Endure. endurance. And then as the season progresses, as you move through your different uh, mesocycles, you become more and more and more specific with those same three corners. You still build endurance, but you build endurance that's more specific to your event. You still build strength, but it's more specific to your event. You still build speed, but it's more specific to your event your event until you get to you know, you've those three corners have kind of coalesced at what do you need to be able to do on race day from a endurance, speed, and strength standpoint to get through your race effectively. And if you do all those three things, you build from general to specific. That's kind of the, the gist of periodization.
2: So, so. when you're in base, though, uh, and we're talking about let's say weekly training volume, and do you try to hit your ideal training volume at low intensity, or do you are you at a lower volume first, and you're going to ramp that up through base as well? well? So that's yeah. So
0: you take your whole base period to get to the point where your volume is you know sort of maximized.
3: Okay, when you say your volume is maximized, so in your base period, let's say you have a one hundred and forty race, right? Mm-hmm.
0: A full yeah, Ironman for those full. metrically, or is that you know imperially challenged?
3: Okay, <laughs> and wow. so but uh, like <laughs> I would say that for um, so for that your your base to to you have to depend on the athlete. Because if okay. they don't have that time to give you a base, mm-hmm. then you're not going to be able to effectively take that base and build that time into it.
0: Okay, but again, I think we're ideally I think we need to talk sure. about ideal, and then from ideal is real world, and how do you adapt that to so specific let's talk case real world, Right. So, but we haven't not even gonna... talked about general yet. Like, yeah. <laughs> we haven't talked about ideal yet. Yeah.
2: I mean, let's lay out
0: what base. No, well, looks we just like. did
3: talk about it, You said you build base to ideal full um, yeah. time training, mm-hmm. and I think you know many people may not have that, so then they have to work within the confines of their
0: no, no, their full ideal, their full volume that they can do. Okay. Not because if if we just said full volume, then well, so full be...
3: volume for one forty point six. it's it's. it's it's a lot of volume, and I don't know that people just start at base doing all that volume right away. I, mean,
1: I think if you're committing to that type of race, you got to find that time. Otherwise,
3: I, I think the volume comes later. Well, that's the saying
2: So I, I think what
3: I don't think I, Greg's arguing. I that. don't. I, I think so. You think you're having your 18 hour week in your base in the first if you three want. An, if you
0: want an ideal program,
3: yeah. From week one, but we just said it's not ideal. You said it's ideal to you because you you guys are saying the same thing. It's just I think so too. I just think we're kind of like like Greg is saying by the end of the end end of of your base, you're at volume. So here's here's
0: my you know general training philosophy: you build consistency, then you build volume, then you add intensity to that. Okay, okay. So you have to do those three things, and I don't think you can cut corners there. I think if you can't build consistency. Then it's like there is no point to adding volume, right? So
3: you have consistency, but if you're in February and your volume is at 18 hours a week, yep, I think you might run into some trouble, and you know, he's not saying you that you're going to be at you know, 18 in February. Maybe.
0: What if you're? Because I don't know that, like you and me, I don't know that we could this year we can handle 18 hours a week. Right. So I don't think we get to that number,
3: right? That's yeah. But That's when kind what of, I'm saying I wasn't is, working ideal. I was working like. Not no, it. but that is ideal for you, Rich. Right. <laughs> you're <laughs> you're basically saying ideal.
0: ideal. Yeah, but, but when you say ideal, I'm not talking about some mystical athlete who doesn't exist. I'm talking about your ideal. So if you can get to 15 hours a week at the end of base, okay, then we can start sprinkling intensity into that 15 hours during your build and specialty phase. But if you can only get to twelve hours at the end of base, what the hell are we doing? If we're like, how are we going to get to eighteen hours with intensity? Six months, you you know, two months later, three months later,
3: you make the base bigger. Yeah,
2: and I think what happens if like you can't get there, you're you have to sacrifice what's going to happen in your build and your race uh, specificity stage. You're just going to have to extend out base and then get where you can get, but you can't rush. Yeah. Adding in intensity. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think that's what happens. You follow a cookie cutter plan and you say like, oh, base is over. Time to move on. Yep. But you, if there's more room to grow with base, then grow with it because it's easy. It's not as stressful to the body. There's not as much chance of injury. Like, do it. And now, Rich, to your point, like, fine. You get to 13 hours and you're like, okay, 13 hours easy right now is as much as I can give you. Cool. That's the end of it. Then we move on. Now we start sprinkling in intensity. Fine. Right. But next year, maybe you can handle 15 hours. Right. And the year after, maybe you can handle 16 hours. Yep. And that's where the year after year progression comes right. from.
3: Pull out my divorce papers right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so basically, you're looking for basically, the total amount that uh, of training <laughs> that you're going to need for the week. So let's say like for... a. Half Ironman to keep it yeah, smaller. I don't want to need this amount. Yeah, of I don't hours. like to put
0: numbers of hours on it because it's going to be like Rich said, individual to the person. It's like what What do you want to do? Yeah, right. So mm-hmm. if you say to me, "I only want, I only have, or I only want to do ten hours a week," then we get to ten hours. And if we keep seeing improvement at base with ten hours a week, we stay there. And once we stop seeing improvement with ten hours a week at base, we move on to the next phase. Mm-hmm.
1: So you it's know? just like finding that, being honest with the amount of time that you have for yeah. training, building the base within that amount that you can commit to. Mm-hmm. Once you have that and established like a baseline, yeah. then, baseline <laughs> then you can add the intensity yeah. and then you can add.
0: Right, because why rush the intensity if you're still getting improvements from the easier work in yeah. base? And I think mm-hmm.
2: to Greg's point about building consistency, like if you, the goal is 10 hours a week and you're like doing nothing right now, it's hard to just go from zero to 10 and then be able to sustain that again for another week. You so won't. the goal would be like, hey, you're going to have to work out five to six days a week when you're doing this. So let's just say, can you, do, can you give me half an hour yeah. for the first week every day or for five or six days and just set that as routine and you just get that. And then it's like, all right, now we're going to bump you up to 45 minutes mm-hmm. and then just keep building. So eventually you're at the point where like you're working out every day, you know, it's, they say it's like if you do something for three weeks, it becomes routine. So, when you, yeah. you get to that point, now it's routine. You're used to the emotions. Then you can start adding in more time. And then you get to that point where you're you're at that level where, all right, now I'm consistently at 10 hours. You've handled it. Your body's absorbed it. Let's yeah. make it harder now.
1: Right. Got it. All right. So,
2: so, if we're doing NUGA at the end of September next year. NU- you, oh,
1: my God. Are we already, like, making little, like, code that's words That's what he's for calling it. it? Yeah. NUGA.
2: NUGA. <laughs> Someone else called it...
1: Chatty? Chatty.
2: Someone called it else something, I think,
1: uh, uh, on the board. I forget what it's called.
2: They made made it on the Chattanooga board. I think they call it Chuga. I was like, I don't like Chuga. Well, because... So Chattanooga is a big train town. Uh, So...
1: I'm not sure if I like Nuga. 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 (laughs) For those listening, it's
3: a race end of September of 2024. So Mm -hmm. if
2: we have uh, September 29th, Nuga, 2024... (laughs) Could we do six months of base? Can we do base into from January into June?
1: Yeah. Yes. I mean, realistically, though, because you already have a race on the schedule for June, so you can't just yeah. do base until then. No, I'll do
2: base through the whole thing. I don't care.
3: But you just did you throw out that yes because he didn't with, say with anything. One hold on, because he didn't say anything about doing like a Western Mass <laughs> well, race or I'm anything saying. like that. Because then that base. Of uh, no,
0: because I know him. I know his like his okay. MO and he he would be okay with that. The one caveat is if you stop improving from the base, mm. then something needs to change. Okay. Right, like so But we and, can ride
2: base for
0: You could. The problem is like and we're going to we're going to get to this eventually. We're at an hour in. But like
3: <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even touched like we we we've no, sidetracked this is, so far. This
0: is going to be a two part. Two parter, right? It um, has to be. I mean, we have to like periodize this uh, episode. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. So um, I don't even remember what I was going to say. You have to. With his base building. You said, you for know, six months. Months. there needs to be progressive overload. Yes. You know? So there needs to be within the cycle, you need to be making it more and more difficult, difficult from either consistency, duration, or intensity. And during base, it's probably going to be duration. So like you've had, like, let's say we get to 12 hours of pretty, you know, simple base work, Mm -hmm. you know, and we can't find any more time in a week. Then, at 12 hours like you're going to plateau at that point so i then have if to that do the intensity if that happens before june then we have to start earlier
2: unless i'm bump my my uh duration up to 15 hours or something unless you are right unless you find that more more duration
1: but you say that and i think um you know in a fantasy land it's like oh i'd want 6 months of base your, I think your body naturally craves mm-hmm. that. I think you're right. Yeah. No, I don't like. I don't
3: like think it's also not taking into too. effect Western mass or any of the
1: other races. He but wants outside to of do. that, even if even if all James had on the calendar was <laughs> chatty, <laughs> Nuga Nuga. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Nuga you wouldn't help out. yourself. Nuga. Like you, you naturally need that next step.
2: I don't, I don't like training to hurt. <laughs> but you do, because I have to follow my
1: plan. No, no. There's been times, and I've been witness where there has been nothing, um, you know, pushing you to push yourself, and you've opted, yeah, to push yourself. Right, like because this week you when you it.
0: sent us the leaderboard from CrossFit, <laughs>
1: yeah. There was. because well, now
3: it's just What for you're fun. saying is he's a total liar, which I, I agree with. 100%. I agree
1: with. I don't want him. Like, Call him out. Call I, him out right now.
3: You guys don't <laughs> really. I don't like to
2: train hard. Stop.
3: He's such a liar.
2: My body will try to find the most efficient like way of doing something.
3: Mm-hmm. He says that. It's, and then. However, I am
2: very me. compliant. So, like if I have Nobody a workout. Nobody made
3: you get to that leaderboard. Nobody complied you to get to the top of that leaderboard. Nobody zero people. Not, I ended up not se- I ended up second, second though. I ended second. up second. <laughs> someone else. I came mean in top later. like top 3, right? Whatever top 5, top of the leaderboard. It was like, whatever 100 people, 15 people made it to the top. Why? All right. You so got called out. out. Yeah, okay. But this is but not part don't of the like plan. It. That's you don't like that's it. just this It just might just be you.
1: Fun. It just might be like this intrinsic you know, we digress. Just even, just basically, with you performing the way that you would perform, if Greg was watching your numbers and saying, "Yeah, you can't stay like this. You you have to do more." Like that's just what's going to make that well, shift. I, I
2: want to improve, just in the easiest mm-hmm. way possible.
3: Like, <laughs> <laughs> and, and if I, I can do, to do s- nothing and improve, that's what I'm trying no, to do. That's
0: the, the, that's the thing. It's not that he wants to do nothing. No. Um. It's it, the real the real crux of this is. We are all limited by our time, yeah. Right, we're not we're not able to dev, devote, you know, twenty hours a week to this. Yeah. Um, Nor do I. But want we're to. all also athletes, See, so it's you like... you don't want to. Like if, <laughs> if 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 you had nothing to do,
3: okay, I, maybe if I had nothing to do, I, <laughs> that's what I'm <laughs> saying. Like I but would, we don't have I that would, luxury. I
0: yeah. would. I we you're right. We don't have that luxury. But if I had nothing to do, I would literally love to be able to train twenty or twenty five hours a week. Yeah. Mm. Now, it would take me a couple of years to get up to the point where I could handle that volume, and that is literally at the level James is talking about of, you know, 120 heart rate and just easy.
3: Okay. Be- we, we've taken this digression <laughs> too far.
0: Okay. Let's, and and let's this is the back. reason why, why we have periodization is to Very good. break up the year into these manageable chunks so that we can actually see some improvement from base, move on. Um, when we get to our kind of limits.
2: Right? And base can be uh, multiple bases, right? Like base one, base two, base three.
0: Yeah, so you might break up your base, and each one is getting a little bit, you know, so base one, you're just getting back into training. It might be, you know, we talk about 80-20 a lot on here. Um, it might be 95-5 in base one, and then it might be 90-10 in base two, and 85-15. Like, and literally, I'm not sitting there with a calculator trying to figure out percentages, but to give you an idea of, like, the the, the Intensity is really low at the beginning, and it's becoming a little you're adding more to it as you go. It's
2: like cooking, like you know, you just do by taste, you sprinkling yeah. whatever, it's like, yeah, it's about
0: 80 20. And, and that's how it. where they got these numbers from. Nobody yep. was doing the math
2: until after right. the fact. I think so. You touched upon progressive overload, you have to change something, either frequency, intensity, duration, uh, safe. What I've heard is ten percent increases. Rule of thumb, yeah. Agree? Disagree? Disagree.
3: disagree. Yeah, I think for running, um, you have to kind of. See. Yeah, I I
0: think adding a percent. I think a percentage is not the best way to think because, yeah. like, if you're, let's say you're starting running and you mm-hmm. haven't run before, and you're at, you can do five miles a week. Ten percent is only five and a half miles a week. Like at the beginning phases, you can add more than that. At the later phases, you can't. Like, what if you're running a hundred miles a week?
2: Then I think you can add
0: 10 miles. <laughs> you think so? If you're at 100 miles. <laughs> I think that's a big jump At uh, if you're at 100 miles. Because I think at 100 miles, you are close to your limit. And 110 <laughs> might be four or five miles over your limit.
2: But if someone can run 100 <laughs> miles a week, they didn't just get there from zero. Like No, but I They I got think there 10% of the time. Think of it like a graph that's like approaching the <laughs> Let's limit. Let's
1: try it. <laughs> oh my
2: gosh!
0: Right. Think of a graph that's approaching its limit. Yeah. You can't just. It's not a linear thing. You're. It's not a clean line on a graph. You're. Mm-hmm. You're getting closer and closer to a limit, and you can't just add ten percent every week.
3: This might be something you have to draw for us too. But you yeah. can also.
2: Say, but you. On the flip side, you could say uh, increasing more than ten percent would be detrimental,
0: potentially, but not at the beginning. Yeah. I think at the beginning, you can add more than that.
3: Okay. Yeah, um, I don't like going by percent. Yeah. What do you like to go by? Um, Newtons? No. I just like to see feedback. I like to be logical. So feedback. like, Yeah. So, like, you look at the numbers. You look at what that person could handle. And if it looked like that was so easy, then you can add more percentage. And if it looked like what Greg was saying, you're at the peak then you're really playing with like one, two person. You're yeah. playing with almost nothing.
1: You also have like a number that you're if, going for, though, because mm-hmm. if you're, if, if your max is going to be a half marathon, then you, that's where you need to be. You need to be unless you're a runner and you just like to run for fun.
0: Yeah, but I mean, the kind of interesting thing, like I agree with you, um, but then you look at like world class athletes, right? You look at a world class five k'er who might be doing 100 miles a week. Mm-hmm. And you look at a world class 10ker who's probably also doing like and I mean these numbers are probably higher but like you know they're doing 100 miles a week too and a world class half marathoner is probably also doing 100 miles like mm-hmm. yeah. so it's it's not so much that total volume they're trying to max out what their body can handle. Yeah. Um I guess
1: like for me I'm thinking like as as a triathlete like yeah. that who doesn't really run I'm just trying to get to where I need to be. Like I want to make sure I can get to that number when I need to. So I just want to make sure that whatever race it is, whether it's a half Ironman or full Ironman, that I can get to that number Mm -hmm. that I need to get to at the end of it.
0: Yeah. I think like this year was a good year for like you and Koichi and Marilyn where like, especially if they're running, Mm -hmm. you guys got to a point where you at least I think you over the run mm. at yeah. least once, maybe a, lot of our, maybe a couple of times.
2: Yeah, a lot of those two-hour time uh, weekend runs, sure. we were getting into like 14, 15 miles yeah. in, that, in that time, but still keeping it at whatever, like basically whatever zone, but then adding in speed work in between yeah. them, we would end up over And I
0: think that's where like the big improvements
2: can come from is
0: you know, at the, as the beginner level, or like, even I'm, I'm at that point too, where, especially with the run where like, I didn't get to 13 in any runs, you know, but I got to like 12, right? What was the long, we got to like 12. Um, pretty close, you know, and, but the time was there. I think the yeah. longest run you and me did was like two and a half, right?
3: Yep. Um, you know, yeah, something like that.
0: so <laughs> like the time was there. Um, the distance wasn't quite there, but it's like, Next year I could see it getting to a point where like I can over distance the runs. Mm. The bike I can over distance, like fifty six miles. You're is... over
3: distancing a marathon for the Nuga race? Yeah. For well, Nuga. well let's
0: not talk about Nuga. Okay. Um but like oh Lord, wait, if we're talking about <laughs> huh? just is because you don't sticking?
3: like it, <laughs> Nuga, chatty.
2: It's like those old horns. Auga, <laughs> <laughs> Nuga,
3: Auga is good. I wanna go with Auga. Auga, Auga, auga 20,
2: twenty. People auga. are gonna question that too much. That's too long.
0: Yeah. Um So I I think it's like beginner phase, beginner, intermediate. It's, it's what you're saying, get to the distance, you know, Mm -hmm. get to the point where like, or even just the time, like can you handle that amount of time moving? And then, but I think if you want to really get to the next level, it's about going over that. Um, but that's a tough, tough ask, especially on the run when the injury risk is so high.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it, and it might just be like you said, like where you're at, That might not be where I'm at in my training. I think I almost made it to ten miles Mm -hmm. um, on my training before I did. No, you made it to ten. I think um, just about. I never got over. Yeah, but maybe next year it's more.
0: Right, and I mean, like you see, the majority of people who run a marathon don't run over, you know, eighteen to twenty on their long runs, and Mm -hmm. they they still do fine. Yeah,
3: I think it's worth talking about exactly transition into talk about the fatigue build right mm-hmm. and like I think that's something we need to talk about and what people need to think about as they're training like is do you want to that, shed that fatigue right that's what you're building and so your recovery you need to recover from those hard workouts so that you can your fatigue um, recover from the fatigue
2: and that's why like each mesocycle you're trying to build in some recovery so you shed that fatigue you shed fatigue faster. You're going to lose fitness. Mm-hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong. You're going to lose some fitness, but you shed fatigue faster than then the fatigue or the fitness. fitness that you're losing. Yes, so then you're sure. net more fit. Yes. And then you're ready to go right back into mm-hmm. some hard training. Good point. Which that leads the me recovery. to the build. The next phase that's going to be a little bit more specific.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So... I mean, I'll, I'm just going to share like my, you know, coaching <laughs> philosophy. I guess. Is, Please do. <laughs> um, no. So if you got your triangle right, mm-hmm. oh, we're back to that. We're back. To- <laughs> <laughs> hey, I love the triangle. You you move one step in closer to the center. Everything gets a little more specific. Um, and but I think of build as like you're getting um, you're increasing your threshold. That's that's kind of you know, when I program stuff, it's to, to increase those threshold thresholds because even it like, so base was mostly easy work being able to go, go long. Um, your build is trying to be able to go faster.
2: So is this where we start to work on muscular endurance?
0: Yeah. And so this is like, this is like FTP mm-hmm. build, you know, FTP folk, uh, focus, um, and you know, run threshold like 10 K pace kind of stuff, you know, five K 10 K pace stuff. You're literally just trying to raise the ceiling, uh, your aerobic ceiling, you know, so there might be some VO two max stuff sprinkled in, but you're, you're really trying to become just a faster athlete.
3: Are you trying to also become a more efficient athlete?
0: Um, it's tough. Like we, I, I keep coming back to this. Efficiency is, I think one of the, a hugely misused word in endurance sports, um, you can't get more efficient on the bike.
3: So that means you're running a nine-minute mile, X-minute mile at a lower heart rate. We're just getting fitter.
0: But that's see, yeah, that's just getting fitter. Okay. In efficiency means you're doing it. You're so you're define. running okay. Efficiency you is, is you need oxygen sensors. Efficiency means you're running that same nine-minute mile but burning less calories to do it. That doesn't mean your. It has your no... body's
3: eff- more efficient at running that nine-minute right. mile. Yes, it has you're nothing using- to do with your cadence. It has nothing to do with your speed. It's nope. just to do with how much, how many effort.
0: calories it take. Not e- effort, but when you say effort, effort and I say is effort, calories.
3: And- yeah. Kilojoules.
0: Kilojoules. Yes, but that's not. I don't know about it. that's effort. Like if I go kilojoules out, kilojoules is. is
3: ex- it's exactly what it is.
0: But I don't think most people think of it that way. A- Battery because listen,
3: burns joules. Ivan weighs That's half as power. much as I do. Okay,
0: oh, thank you. So Ivan <laughs> <laughs> weighs half as much as I do. If we go up a hill and we both exert the same effort, right? We use that word. Well, if we exert the same effort, are we burning? <laughs> <does that> <laughs> are we burning the same kilojoules? Not even close. Right? You can't. You can't really change your efficiency on the bike. Um, you can change your efficiency on the run. Which literally just comes with running a lot. There's, there's, and skill development. But
3: you brought it like a an obstacle, like on a flat on a bike. Mm-hmm.
0: No, you can't change your efficiency on the bike.
3: No, but I'm saying, why? like, your Wait. effort up a up a up a hill is different than your flat.
0: And that's why I don't like using the word efficiency, because your efficiency doesn't change on the bike. Why? Be- because you're locked into a position. You're putting power into the pedals. And that's it. It's not like There's your power's no, getting wasted somewhere. Right. You're not losing power anywhere. Like, yes, some people are like all over their bike and look messy, but they're losing so little. It, on the run, it's a big difference. What are you calling out? No, nobody. <laughs> um, you guys look great on the bike. Um, on the run, it is a big difference. You literally become more efficient as you become a better runner. Mm-hmm. Um, becoming a quote unquote better cyclist, you just can push more watts. You don't get any more efficient at them. If you push three hundred watts, you're still wasting twelve hundred watts in heat. You know, it that doesn't happen on It the
3: depends rock. on how big you are. No, it doesn't.
0: <laughs> your efficiency is your efficiency. It's like twenty five
1: percent. You just get stronger. Yeah,
0: you get stronger, but yeah. you're still wasting like
3: wait, if, so hold on. So go back. So if you're pushing three hundred watts in your three hundred pounds versus pushing three hundred watts in your hundred pounds. You're
0: faster up a hill. Yeah. And probably on a flat. But you're not more
1: efficient. Because maybe you're leg- just able to handle this more. Is, this just, might
2: explain it. Your your z- like heart rate zones most likely will still be the same. You're just faster.
3: Yeah. No, they won't be the same. If you're 300 pounds and you're going up a hill, no, no, you're no for that 300, 300 watts.
2: But that 300 pound athlete, let's say in the beginning when they're pushing 100 watts, their heart rate's at 150. As they get fitter, at 150 they'll be able to push 300 watts.
0: But they haven't. I don't by the know physiological that that's what he's definition saying. no i am by the physiological definition their efficiency hasn't changed they're still only 20% efficient they're still only turning 20% of the calories they burn into power in the pedals okay on the run it actually gets better but that's that's the run okay and that's like if you look at if you look at people's progression they often get better at the bike relatively quickly and that's because they get fitter run progr- people can get better at the run 10, 20 years later. Okay. I forget who the, I forget who is, there's a famous female runner from Great Britain. Oh, what was her name? She won New York a bunch of times. She, she was like
2: Queen Elizabeth. That's
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's the one. The, <laughs> they literally looked at all her metrics. She didn't her her threshold didn't get any better over a ten year period, but she got faster and faster and faster. And it was just due to efficiency. She was better at turning calories into forward momentum. She became more efficient with her movement. That doesn't happen on the bike because you're locked into it. Where the hell were we going on this?
3: <laughs> I don't know. It's just calories and forward momentum. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. My fault. No,
2: I don't think it was. I think it was Rich's fault. <laughs> so we're talking about the build. Building. We're building yeah. now. We're we're oh. going into more threshold work. Yeah.
0: So I like to think of build as like the time to work on your threshold. Run, swim, bike thresholds. So that's gonna be the bulk of your intensity is gonna be at, at that
1: level.
2: And I think at this point this is where you have to start to scale back strength workouts. So you've during the build, hopefully at the end if you've reached or, peak hold strength. On.
1: Uh, go
0: ahead go
3: ahead no oh go.
0: or you make those strength efforts more focused on your event yes so now maybe some of that strength gets turned into big gear work on the bike yes instead of lifting weights
2: that's exactly know? what i was gonna say okay sorry so I, you're like I you let's say you're hitting the gym twice a week three times a week during your build mm-hmm. that's probably gonna have to go down to like once a week and now you're just That's maintaining strength. If, if not If you're doing like... If you're
1: doing like your own strength stuff.
2: Yeah. So now let's say you're just trying to maintain strength. And now into your actual Ma- sport workout. Let's go back.
0: Maintain your general strength.
2: Yes. Okay. So like if you were just doing... Working on back squats or lunges and you get up to a certain weight that you're able to now do mm-hmm. for reps you're not going to try to increase weight or maybe
0: now you turn some of those the gym work into things that look more like you would be doing needing
3: lunches you know.
0: so maybe now maybe now instead of general strength and being stronger at back squats you're doing single leg leg extensions mm-hmm. you know or you're doing you know isolated movements that look more like what you need to do on race day
2: i think um as we have to spend more time in the specific sports, something has to give.
1: Well, mm-hmm. for time so,
2: and for because also of time, for injury, have, risk um, of injury. So if we don't I have unlimited time, we have all
3: the time in the world.
1: We're, we're going to have to cut back time guy, in the he gym. Listen, to what I he say, human spunky. We're going <laughs> to cut
2: out, cut out time in the gym, but then, like you said, big gear work
1: mm-hmm. or
2: um, hills, hills on running. We'll let this guy, in. yeah, we'll yeah. do hills on running, right? Like different. Yes. That's going to maintain strength. In order. Right.
0: Make it more specific. Make those strength efforts more specific to your event. Yes. Now, this is the caveat, and this is like everybody busts my balls about like no strength. Greg is like, eh, hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. As we get older, the strength component to just general well being and health is important. And it's something if you want to be 100% focused on performance maybe it has to give a little bit but if you want to be a well-rounded human being in your late 40s and 50s then strength might need to take more of a center stage at the expense
2: of performance yeah so that's all. overall picture yes
1: resiliency mhm but i think like you said if you can bring that strength into your sports-specific right. training, yeah. then you're kind of getting the best sure. of everything. right. Like
0: your, your upper body work, you know, for the most part, you don't need too much upper body work for triathlon. Um, but, you know, you're doing...
1: Swimming? Work.
2: Could do paddles, lots of Who paddles. Interrupts me
0: before I do. <laughs> I even...
1: did some upper body work this week and it was like it was like what's happening? New <laughs> muscles. New muscles so, yeah. so you
0: go from doing lat pull downs and pull-ups and you know, stuff like that in the gym to you get a extra big set of paddles and you start doing that stuff in the pool. Mm-hmm. You know, you're hitting the absolute specific muscles that you're using, you're turning some of that general strength into more specific strength. Um you know, you needed to do that base stuff to be able to pull on that.
1: This is all starting to make sense, like right now. Yes, <laughs> right. The light bulb's going it off. All came together. Yeah,
2: I'm telling you. Like when I, I started think we list- took
1: the scenic route, but <laughs> when I we started got listening there. to
2: this uh, triathlon tri- training Bible, I was like, man, I should have like looked at this years ago.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what the heck was I yeah. doing? <laughs>
2: like, it, I was like, wow, this is what Greg thinks about. Like, this is amazing. Yeah, fireworks. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no. Rich is, no, Rich wants to yell at
3: me. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I try you... to bring our listeners the best. Dude, you could yell as much as you want. No, okay. I try to bring yeah. our listeners the best information and most rounded information because yeah. I know what you guys are talking about. Yeah. So I'm trying to draw it out for our listeners so yeah. that they understand it too, instead of just like, you know, the triangle with <laughs> you <laughs> you know, the, the whole, whole thing. Draw my triangle.
2: The triangle is perfect. It is, but our listeners can't see it. Yes, yeah, uh, so we have to describe it.
3: Right. That's my point. Right, you so have to I'm trying to get you guys to describe everything you're saying. Like efficiency, that's why we spent so efficiency much. Efficiency's hard because I think people if just, use it the wrong way. That's right. that's my biggest I get it. I'm not arguing, but yeah. I wanted uh, to draw it out. I think if you just did it in a less efficient.
2: combative tone.
3: <laughs> is no. that a word? <laughs> you can combative? be combative. combative is the word, but it's fine. You could be
0: that's I'm not taking combative? personal offense. No. Right. I think, I think, I think we're good. good. I think we're all yeah. yeah. Devil's
3: advocate. Yeah. yeah. I get it. Yeah. 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 Good break.
1: Moving on.
2: So uh, in this phase, we are, if it's frequency, um, duration, intensity, we are playing with intensity?
0: Right. Because if we did everything correctly, the frequency and the duration is there already. So we just have to consistent. And you've adapted to that. That's, you know, we, this is something I forgot about with the, when we were talking about a 10% rule. Um, Something I think is maybe... Can
1: we go back? Because I don't think you explained the 10% rule.
0: Oh, I thought James did. Well, it's just like
2: normally like you for progressive overload, safe numbers, 10% increase in either duration, intensity, or frequency. But if your frequency and duration is already maxed out, then intensity is the last thing. Wait, Mm -hmm. no, that's not what we're talking about. (laughs) But like duration, let's just say like adding 10% more time or distance is a safe before causing injury or something. But Greg was saying... You know, in yeah, the beginning it, you could do more. Uh, towards the end, you do less. Maybe it, it averages out to ten percent. And it also knows.
0: is like you, if you're just adding duration, maybe you can add more than ten percent if you're keeping the intensity low. You know, yeah. so it it I don't love like these. Come up with a a number that you can post on a website, and that's the thing. Like all this is, you know, it's easy to get clicks. Like how much can you do? How how do you build up to a marathon? Like here here's a a good number. Um, everybody's different, but like. You don't do 10%. Uh, What I think is a a better way to think about it is make a bump and then stay there for a while. Right? Like go from 10 hours to, let's use your 10% rule. Go from 10 hours to 11 hours, but then stay at 11 hours for two or three weeks and see what happens. And then if you feel good at 11 hours, like go to 12 or 13 hours if you can and then see what happens for 2 or 3 instead of being like okay I'm going to go from 10 to 11 to 12 to you know 13.2 to like that because that's what people hear they hear the 10% rule and they sit down with a freaking calculator and they're like okay I'm doing 9 hours so next week I can do 9.9 and I apply the 80/20 rule so that's you know the, and and like no that's not how you like mm. that's not how it works like make a change see how you do with that change and then, if you do good, then stay there for a while. And if it doesn't change, like, and if you can't handle it, then come back a little bit. Like, it doesn't have to be
2: this formulaic approach to it's everything. It's more of an iterative process. Yeah. It sounds like if you have a good coach, <laughs> they don't follow this hard, fast this. They're going to look at your coach. numbers. Yeah. They're going to see your fatigue, your training load. And then, well, that's your what numbers. I said, I wanted
3: to see the feedback of what the numbers are before you make a decision on what to increase. So and Rich
2: has been the good coach all along.
0: <laughs> and like, like you guys were talking about like the three weeks off one week or three weeks oh, on what? Yeah, Sign me up for wait, this one. <laughs> There's a plan like that. <laughs> um, three weeks on one week off, three loading weeks, a uh, uh, recovery week or mm-hmm. a week to absorb. Um, one of the athletes I work with, and I'm sure he's okay with me talking about him, but Henry, um, because of just life situation, we were able to really dial in his like day to day recovery a little bit better. We got rid mm. of recovery weeks. Oh wow! And he was okay with that. Like it was something we talked about because I know like you and I have talked about a little bit where you're like, I really look forward to that that week of knowing on the calendar, like, okay, this is going to be a kind of chill, easier week. I'm going to be able to get my life stuff in order. Like I'm be able to be a little bit better at home. Like whatever you know, his situation was completely different. And I said to him, like, you're loading well. We're kind of, you're absorbing what I'm giving you. Like, let's keep going with this and see where it goes, if you're okay with it. And we were able to last like six or eight weeks of his half marathon build. Um, we were able to not, to get rid of recovery weeks.
3: This hypothetical you, athlete called Henry.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, Henry's fine, I'm sure. What up, yeah.
1: Henry? Yeah.
3: <laughs> He's a listener.
1: He is a loyal listener. And he so is. it's like,
0: well, if you can get rid of that recovery week, you get an extra loading week in there, you know, over the course of a wow. macro cycle. Like, how much does that add up? And he did great this year. He mm-hmm. he did phenomenal. Like, say it. <laughs> say it. <laughs> <laughs> phenomenal. Phenomenal. <laughs> um, I mean, Henry's, Henry's 50. I think he just turned 51. And he set an, a PB in the half marathon by two minutes. Wow. Mm. Um, wow. Qualified for Boston this year, you know. It's he's he's headed on the he's on the upward trajectory, but like
1: staying on the payroll. Yeah, <laughs> he
2: doesn't know that he's doing Nuga this year. He's not doing Nuga
1: this choo, year. Choo.
2: He's not doing.
0: Come nougat on, this ride
3: year. the train. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow!
0: Blast from the past. <laughs> haven't heard that in a while. Choo, choo. Um. Okay. So, wow, that was a roundabout way to talk about base or build period.
2: All right, build. All All right, I want my though. least... Least favorite parts.
0: I actually don't think... Well, I mean, maybe.
2: Yeah. Because you you leave that comfort of base. Yeah.
1: I think, though, with, like, a good training plan, you don't really... You're ready for it. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't go from zero to 60. Uh, a lot of times, like, I don't even know where I'm at in my training because, you know, when I when I look at it, it's like... Especially when I just kind of do, it, it might be more I might be like oh I gotta hit these numbers or whatever but at the same time it's like I'm yeah. ready for it mm-hmm. so that's what's what's nice about going through these cycles it really should just be like yeah. you know what's coming
0: and and it should like lead into the next one you shouldn't have necessarily like okay you're doing 100% of your work at zone one and two and then the next week you're like, oh shit, where'd this zone four stuff come from? Like, <laughs> yeah. it should start to be sprinkled in a yep. little bit towards the end of base you start to do a little bit of zone four stuff and then, like, it, it's not a total shock to the system.
2: Any pitfalls people fall into during the build phase? Um,
0: skipping the easy stuff so that they can do right. better at the hard stuff. Just constantly really? going people hard. Well, people are like, well, if I'm, it, I can't get to this workout this week. Like, what do I skip? I
1: usually skip the hard stuff.
0: <laughs> but and that's from a long term, you know, improvement strategy. That's probably the best way to do it mm-hmm. because it's not the it's not the hard work that makes you better. It's the consistent easy stuff that make, really makes you better. Mm-hmm. So, but I think people are like, oh, I'm tired, and I got a hard workout on Thursday. Let's let's skip Wednesday. But like then it throws your your balance of like hard to easy off and you're losing that. And this is, I, you know, I don't want to, I feel like I'm talking too much this show.
2: No, no. Um, this is all, this episode is all about you, Mm -hmm. the professor. I don't like that. Um,
1: we're just here for the cherries.
0: (laughs) 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 The, uh, shit. I can't remember what I was going to say.
2: um, Mm -hmm.
1: skipping the hard stuff. You see something skipping the easy stuff.
3: Another pitfall is catch up. Don't play catch up. Yeah, mm.
0: yeah, you can't. That's that's true. You can't like. if you miss something hard. Just push it to another day. Um, oh, I had a good point and I totally lost it.
2: You had said, um,
0: "No, it's not." Okay. If it comes to me, I'll, I'll, you know, interrupt everybody. But
2: <laughs> and so and then the key too during build too is that um, you need to do the easy so that you can do the hard mm-hmm. hard sometimes people do the easy too hard mm-hmm. and then they're not able to do the hard hard to do the hard easy the hard yeah, should so that, hard. let's talk about a hypothetical <laughs> athlete who goes
3: out there and does hard all the time because every workout needs to be a hard workout mm-hmm. then when the adaptation for the hard workout needs to happen it doesn't happen as efficient okay efficiently <laughs> or as well as if they did the easy easy and then did the hard the way they're supposed to do the hard
0: yeah, absolutely. And that's like oh. that's the gray zone paradox. You know, everything ends happening? up being in that gray zone. Um you know, because like exactly what you're saying. The they make the easy too hard, the hard can't then be done at the exactly. right intensity. And they
3: You need to do easy easy.
2: But mm-hmm. someone can hard. go hard all the time. Yeah, they can. They can't. Then like <laughs> 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 and they're able Lucino. to um <laughs> <laughs> continue to improve, that's one thing, right? If you let's just say you have genetics, you're young, that whatever. is a very no, no. performance enhancement. i <laughs> <No. laughs> <No>, just saying, <laughs> no, no, no. Let, let me let, hear me no. out, hear me out though. Someone's doing that, whatever, and they turn his mic, they off, adapt please. and they're like able to go hard all the time, right? And they're seeing improvements. The problem is at some point though, you're going to be overtrained, you're going to you're get not injured. human
3: and you'll
0: break, right? That's that's what will happen, you will stop seeing those gains very quickly and you're not, like, it's... It's It's not sustainable. Not not even, like, kind of sustainable.
2: It's not even good for you. I'm just saying, though, like, there are some people young, let's just say they're tons of testosterone, Mm -hmm. they're just genetic freaks, they can just punish themselves all the time. But at some point, if they're continually pushing their
0: limit... You
3: talk to those people, and they're like, we go to physical therapy. Okay, here's the thing.
0: I really think that those people are so few and far between, and there's a... Ton of people who think they're those people and they're not. Right. Yeah. I think there's a ton of people who are like I go hard, stay and hard, then, and then bring them on a hill repeat ride from the Alpine Boat Basin, and they puke out off the side <laughs> of the cliff after two of them because they don't know what hard really is. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, this I felt like I was going hard, but like physiologically they couldn't because they they can't. Like so, I think there's people who think they're that, mm-hmm. but they're not. I think that the, I think there are people who are what you're saying, and we're talking fractions of a percent of the population. Yeah. And I don't like, I don't know any of those people.
2: I just think it's interesting, and this is, you know, very small uh, portion of the population, but. Um, the Iron Cowboy had said when oh, he was doing an Ironman distance <laughs> every day for AKA
1: James' boyfriend was it a <laughs> 100, 100 days
2: a hundred days hundred and one. I mean. In the beginning, he was getting stress fractures. He was his shin was about to just snap. Mm-hmm. Like but I said, somewhere they break. in the seven, like he just powered through. Somewhere around in like the seventies of the, of a hundred, he started getting faster. Like his body had adapted. So, like to just, what to that
0: unbelievably low level of exertion.
2: Yes. But his frequency, his volume was super high. So he was playing with something. Yeah. But he adapted. Like his body sure. finally adapted. So like he, you know. But but we're talking about different things.
0: You're talking about adapting to the low end of the curve. Yes. Not to the high end. Yes. Like I'm, I'm saying, let's take a, like a high rocks athlete or a CrossFit athlete and let's put them out on a you know, they can't train that way for long periods of time and continually see improvement. Like, they're even probably doing lots of base aerobic work. They're not revving the engine to redline every day. time they go and work out.
1: I think that's the biggest, like, adjustment that people have to make, especially when they come from those types of... Um, mm-hmm fitness levels where they are used to the, you know, Mm -hmm. no pain, no gain kind of mentality and training for specific performance goals. Um, I even see it here at the clinic where those types of athletes, I call them like the spray bottle athletes where you have to like, the hardest part of their rehab is stopping what they're doing so that they can recover and they can heal and they can you know get to where they want to go eventually but with rest and mm-hmm. and um you know pulling back way farther than what they're comfortable with um i realized in this tri world where again it's like you're training for performance you're not training mm-hmm. for a certain fitness or um aesthetic it's not, yeah. or something like that for exactly. sure exactly
2: so good point i know <laughs> Now, do we want to keep going to the race and um, I don't know. taper or cut this?
1: I feel like this would be this
2: it's... might be a good spot to stop. Might I feel be. like we should talk about the we forgot to mention the whole thing with form, form, form.
1: Where was that? It's
2: oh, not on there. Wait, hold on. One last oh, you thing can't be with seeking in these
0: um, topics. Part of the reason that we do things in this order, and this was kind of going to feed into what we're talking about: the bigger your base the more that you can handle of that hard stuff. So if you have zero base, you just can't handle that much intensity because you like fall flat after one or two efforts.
2: You're destroyed,
0: you know? So you might take a new athlete and you give them, let's just be simple, like a bike trainer workout and you give them, you know, three by 10 minute efforts at, at threshold. Right. So that's like a, a solid workout, right? If they're a new athlete, that might destroy them for a couple of days and that might be all they can handle. But if you give a seasoned athlete, somebody who has a big base, somebody who's done lots of work at low intensity, they don't need to be doing lots of high intensity stuff, they might be able to do six by tens at threshold, right? It might take four or five years to get to that point where they Mm -hmm. can go from three by ten to six by ten. But think of the improvement like one, that's the progressive overload because Three by tens would, they might be losing fitness doing three by tens, but it takes six by tens to get the improvement. But like over a period of time, like if you can do those six by tens week after week, like you're going to get the improvement from that. Like you, it, it needs to be specific to the athlete, but it needs to be progressive in, in the season over the long term, And that's why we do the base first so that you can absorb that quantity of work. Agree. It's okay. <laughs> great. <laughs> All right, so do we stop there?
2: Yeah, no, I just wanted to bring up form. Oh, form, right. That's kind of one of the whole point of periodization is mm-hmm. to be in peak form. Race form, mm-hmm. I don't know how you want to describe it. but
3: You have to define form, I'm not sure what you mean.
0: Yeah, because you say form, I think of almost like, technique like, not technique but, but you're not talking about
2: technique you're talking about I'm like talking about like, like coming race, to the race race readiness um, race readiness yeah so you the whole point is to be peaking for the race mm-hmm. yeah, okay. you your best form for that A race
3: I think we discussed that a little bit in the beginning right but we didn't define
2: it
1: define it form go I don't think form. it's form
2: that's what it's called form
1: okay i don't like that word define it
2: form is your race readiness
3: That's race readiness. That's not form. Form is like your pedal stroke.
0: (laughs) That's what the like announcers on the cycling races call it. Form. I I can understand. I I understand what you're saying when you say form.
3: Oh,
2: the British people. Yeah. Okay. It's because I learned this from the
0: uh, triathlon training bible.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I just think of like hook when they're like bad form.
0: (laughs) All right. So next week when we come back, we're going to talk about um, what maybe the specialty phases will look like. We're gonna also talk a little bit about some of the um variations on the periodization model. We'll talk about block periodization, we'll talk about reverse periodization, um, and what type of athletes those might be most beneficial for. And uh we'll kind of wrap up this whole periodization.
1: Periodization um,
0: <laughs> yeah. show. Get your shot glasses out. <laughs> yeah. With uh our, our part two to
2: this deep dive into
0: how to plan for your best race
2: season yet. So will be perfect timing for your next season. Yep. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, that's another episode of the Quad Pod.
0: Thanks, everyone, for listening to the Next Level Quad Pod. We really appreciate you spending time with us and listening to everything that we have to offer. If you like what you heard, please leave us a review and a rating. Those little things go a long way towards us being able to bring you more content like this. If you'd like to learn more about what we have to offer, please go to our website at GoTeamNLTry.com. There, you can find out about all the different things we provide that can help you reach your athletic potential. Thank you again for finding time in your busy schedule to spend some time with the quad pod.